welcome to the Positive Change podcast. My name's Lisa Collins, and today I'm joined again by Sherylia Broadfoot, who is a HR expert and a business coach and mentor. So we're still talking about bullying at work. So Sherylia, welcome back. Thank you for having me again. It's <laughs> wonderful to be back. <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, and where we left things off on our last conversation, we started to talk about what that healthy transition looks like. And I know this is something that you you work a lot with, with your business clients anyway, but I think it's also really adaptable for people who are looking to move on from being bullied in the workplace. So do you want to just talk a little bit about, about, about that? Because also, and I feel it starts at the point where somebody has recognized that they are being bullied at work. They've had that validation and then there's a there's a point then, isn't it, that they have got options laid out in front of them. So I feel this is where once you recognize that bullying, this is the ideal time to put in a really healthy transition plan to help keep your head above water. So uh, over to you. What are your what are your recommendations? Absolutely. Um, so when we are at that point where it comes up and it says, yep, we need to do something about this. Um you know, or maybe it's somebody who loves you very much says you need to do something about that. You know, whichever way it comes in, that's the point where you have to start thinking um, a little bit more about taking the emotion out of everything that's happened and start being slightly more strategic in what you're doing. Because, as you say, there's options available. And, you know, sort of having that healthy transition is about sort of looking at that strategic way forward and going, I'm in distress, this is not a good thing, but how do I actually effectively manage myself out of this situation? And obviously, once you've um, been bullied or harassed, you know, and it, or it's got to the point where you're at that place where you're saying, you know, some sort of action needs to be take, take, taken, sorry, there are, you know, those options available. And the first, you know, so the first option is about, do I take a grievance? Yes or no. And that's, that's sort of that first thing. And sort of understanding what is involved in a grievance mm. helps to make that decision. Because yeah. if you decide, yes, I'm going to take out a grievance, it then opens up um, another set of options, another set of emotions, another set of um, concerns and worries. But if you understand that those are there, it makes it a little easier to manage them. So, you know, if you're going, going to go down the route of a grievance, that process can go all the way through to a tribunal. Mm. And the first thing to remember is that during that process, it's down to the claimant to prove what they're saying is true. Mm. So you're going to need to have your facts with you. You're going to need to have dates, witness statements, you know, all sorts of things that can substantiate that claim beyond any measure. Um, you know, you don't want people being able to sort of say, oh, you know, it was just a little bit of banter and get mm -hmm. away with it that way um you know so you want to have those there but you also equally want to understand that everybody involved in that situation yourself the person doing the bullying um you know and i'm talking about determined bullies here yes. um witness statements the managers investigating hr everyone 
concerned does have rights in law Mm. so it has to be incredibly balanced it's a very delicate situation so a good organization will have policies and procedures in place they will have a clear way of dealing with that and they will have some support available which is Mm. employee assistance program or what we call an EAP um, for those who don't know and you can go to your HR department and say can I have the telephone number for our EAP you don't have to say what it's for or anything Mm. and you can ring them and get support and they'll have sort of four or five sessions depending on um, what's you know what what's in agreed um, and what does the EAP stand for again employee assistance program right okay yeah and that you know will give you access to counseling it'll give you access to advice and guidance if your organization doesn't have that then go to ACAS they you know they won't be able to give you as much but they will tell you where you stand within the law and what steps are available. Now, if you go through the grievance procedure, there will be, you will have to put things down in writing. You will have to sign them to say, this is actually what happened. Um, You'll have to tell your employer when you're taking grievance, what that grievance is about, what evidence you've got to substantiate that, and -hmm. what you want your employer to do about it. Now, a lot of people find that sense of justice and validation is I want that person sacked. Yes. You know, that can't happen. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it's because of that balancing those needs and making sure that everyone's rights are looked after and everyone's had mm. an equal and fair in, um, whack at the process. So basically, if you get those three things written down, you then submit that as your grievance or your concern. Um, the employer has to take that seriously mm-hmm. because the employer um, can also, in extreme cases, be held liable um, and responsible as well. It's that thing called vicarious liability. Right. Um, so by law, the employer has to do everything they possibly can to protect their staff from harassment. Mm. Now, you'll notice I didn't say bullying purely because bullying's not covered in the law. Yes, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, you know, the employer also has a duty of care to look after the well-being of their employers. So yeah. when you present, you know, what, what your grievance is about, the evidence and what you want the employer to do, they will then investigate that. They will talk to the witnesses if they are any. They will... Um, and talk to the person concerned and they'll do all these things in the background and very often it looks like nothing is being done because it's so quiet and you know mm. the HR team is trying to balance the needs of everyone in there and you know you don't want to accuse somebody of something they haven't done yes that just opens up another can. there's a lot of work going on in the background absolutely right yeah yeah um and so eventually you'll get to a meeting so you'll be able to take some representation with you to a meeting and again a lot of people want to bring a family member or somebody outside the organization and they get upset when they can't because you know everything that's happened is within the organization so Mm -hmm. you know you might want to get a trade union person to represent you or another colleague or you know manager from another area or somebody you trust 
you know, just to help you because it's daunting and it's scary and you won't be able to take everything in that's happening. So Absolutely. And that was the thing I was going to mention at this point. You know, this is such... Um, you've got to have such resilience, haven't you, to go through this process. I haven't been on both sides of the table managing this as a general manager and putting in a grievance. Uh, you've got to have such resilience. The people that I've seen across the table who've put in these complaints, um, you know, some of these have been going on for a long, long time. And then when they turn up, you can see they're at their wit's end. You know, you can see they're really, you know, so I, in order to go through this, I think, you know, you, you do have to realise there's a huge amount of resilience. And if somebody's already been, recognize they've been bullied they could be at their wits end to start with before they even go down this process yeah so you you know you are going to want that trusted support with you but somebody who's within the organization yeah and so you know once you have that meeting notes will be taken you know the organization should be sharing those notes openly with you um, and then a decision will be made there will be some thought made and it'll come back to you in writing to say you know on on this instance we think there is something to be answered for or there isn't or you know this kind of thing there'll also be recommendations where they'll say you know these are the things that we will do to put in place you know that might be separating the two parties into different departments or you know somewhere where that can't continue Mm. happening something like that Um, and there'll also be an appeals process in there now you know Um, An appeals process means you go through all of this again to say why you think that decision that was made was incorrect or why it should change. And again, there's evidence and everything there. And this eventually all pops you out at a tribunal if you Mm -hmm. follow this again, which is again where all of this gets brought up and spoken about and everything again. So that resilience is so important if you are going to do this Mm, yeah you know and and I would suggest you know looking at the policies and procedures looking at ACAS you know looking um, online to see what other people have had just to get an idea of what they've gone through because if you okay with that I I mean not many people are but if you feel you can manage that you know then go for it because if you go straight to a tribunal without taking the grievance out first, even if you found everything in your favour, that compensation award can be adjusted down because you haven't followed the procedure. So, you know, it's good, you know, to sort of at least try that. You might also want to informally start the process, just, you know, at an informal level before you get and see how you feel, you know, and then take it formally as well. So, That's kind of in a nutshell, Um, you know, but I think today what I really want to focus about is that if you decide not to take a grievance out, what are the things that can happen? Well, you've got three choices here. You can either stay where you are, so you'll have to suck it in and deal with the environment and just carry on. Or I like to say you stay, get sick or you you leave. Yeah. Exactly. Or you can leave and leave. Um, the reason why I say there's three things is because when you leave, there's two things you can do. You can go to another job, you can look for a new job, or you can be a little bit creative, think outside the box and use your skills to start a new business or a consultancy or something like that. 
But the key things to think about, you know, when it comes to these healthy transitions is, first of all, you know, having a bit of that mindset shift. You know, think about the stress relief, the things you can do. Um, you know, we mentioned earlier, um, you know, about the amygdala and being um inflamed and that kind of thing i like to call that amygdala hijacking yes <laughs> where, yeah know, where that's thinking about things simple things that can help breathing mm-hmm. it's free it's easy you know develop an attitude of gratitude just look at the things around you and be grateful for those yes a little mantra to say either way it's going to be okay you know this will pass yes you know, there will be an end at some point um and it key thing to do to help with that is writing up your own first aid self-care kit Mm. and that's a very brilliant thing to say you know to give to your partner to give to your family or friends to say look you know I'm going through a tough time if you see me crying this is what will help me through Mm. if I'm angry these are the types of things you can do to help me through yes you know, make me a cuppa, say these words, you know, those kind of things. And just think about all the things you're going through. And or even just leave me alone. It could be as simple as just like, just leave me, leave me be. Yeah, exactly. Give me some space. Let the emotion settle down. Then I'll come back, you know, and we yeah. can talk about. It. So just you know, so think about those things that will give you those inner resources. I like that. Help replenish you and think of it you know if you cut your finger you go for first aid yes yeah this is the same thing but it's from you know a mental health perspective and it's about your personal perspective about what will help you and I guess as well as understanding your needs and just communicating them to those around you in order for them to best support you at its simplest isn't it Exactly, exactly. And that just takes a world of pain away because when mm. your loved ones see you in pain and they don't know how to help you, yes, it just exacerbates everything that's going through. So we want to mitigate as much as possible. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things I sort of mentioned as well is you can get a new job or you can get a new business. Um, yeah, and yeah. think outside the box. And, you know, sort of one of those those things is thinking about the transferable skill set you've got. What can you take to both? Mm -hmm. And just sitting down and writing down, you know, a hundred things that make you amazing or make you feel good about yourself, your accomplishments, your achievements, you know, what you've done over time. And just writing those down and then saying, this is the set of skills. This is the set of competencies. These are the things that will be valuable to a new employer. Or these are the things I can take into starting up my own business. Yeah. And And you do need to do that, don't you? Because those are the things that go first in a bullying situation. So you really do have to remind yourself about how good you are, don't you? Yes, because there's so much of that self-questioning and you think, well, I can't be as good as I am if this is what they're saying about me. But actually they're saying those things because you are as good, maybe even better. So, you know, putting that down in your own handwriting on a piece of paper means nobody can take that away. You've achieved that. That is yours. You know, and it's also about having, you know, thinking about your vision or your mission and your values. So again, you know, whether that's a new business or a new job, um, you know, doing those things, you know, finding those jobs that are really 
cool and awesome that you want to do? Mm. What are the things that play to your strengths and your talents and bringing those out? Because those are so affirming, you know, and set your goals around that. Um, You know, and if you're looking for a new job, find an organization whose values match your own. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And I like what you said about starting your own business, because that's not something you know, that people necessarily think about. I wonder how many new businesses have been started on the back of people leaving their workplace because of being bullied. In a way, it's almost like a night, it's like a catalyst for change, isn't it? You know, absolutely. And it's, you know, it's that opportunity to be your own boss and to do things your way um, and to do things differently. That's the key thing is, you know, you don't want to treat your contractors or, you know, the people who are helping you the way you were. But this is an opportunity to say, this is how a good employer works or this is how a good business functions. You know, those are those things that you want to do. Um, You know, one of the things, again, you know, there's so many things, you know, and having a coach, having somebody to guide you through it is so important. I agree. You know, I mentioned earlier about the EAP. Mm. Another good thing to have is a coach that's outside of that organization. Yes. going to help you create these plans and keep you accountable for achieving them. Yeah. It's like your own personal champion because you can't, you know, HR can't be that for you, unfortunately. Um, And I absolutely agree with you. That's the one thing that I find is, is, is crucial to help pull you through. Absolutely. And you know, you can start off with your GP. (laughs) Yes. A little bit worried your GP, you know, if there's a lot of trauma or things that are brought up that you need that extra bit of counseling or support with, they can recommend somebody for you to talk to. Or even just time off, you know, giving you a sick note for a couple of weeks to give you that pause to stop and plan and have that breathing space. So absolutely agree. They're a great support for that. Absolutely. But it's that having that guide at your side, (laughs) that is so important because also when you've got a coach or a support with you on your, on your side, Family members, because they love you and they care about you so much, will maybe sort of tell you to do something you don't really want to do or, yes, you know, yeah. something like that. So somebody who's outside of that picture will be more um, objective in helping yeah. And that that was the one thing that I found because I think and the, and, the, and also with the people I spoke to, I, I you know, I lent on my husband um, and then it affected his mental health and, and physical health because he was so stressed, seeing me so upset. And I've heard other people saying the same. So I agree. I think, you know, uh, a huge recommendation is to find that support outside of your family space, because, you know, like we said on the last podcast, bullying doesn't end at five o'clock. We take it home anyway. So there's already pressures at home. So actually having that, that external coach, I think is just a huge, huge support. Absolutely. Absolutely. And sort of one of the other things, I mean, look, I could sit and talk for hours on this. I have <laughs> me too. <laughs> you know, I have five week workshops on yes. this. Yes. <laughs> but to sort of just sort of kind of bring it all in as well. It's just when we're in that space, you know, and we're thinking about the support and the plans that we're going to do, it's important to be realistic about your plans because in in your mind, because you're in that flight or fight situation, because that amygdala is on red alert and it's going, you know, you've got to do something. Yes. We sometimes just go, well, I'll leave that job. 
I have yes. to get out of there. You know, mm. And I have said before, vote with your feet, but do it sensibly. Um, and you've got to think as well about having a clear financial transition plan because a lot of people yes. in this situation will leave one job and just take the first thing that comes along, mm. which is usually at lower pay. It has yeah. impact you know, on their personal abilities because they're then doing a job that you know, that it's yeah. sort of not quite right for them. Mm. The pay is lower and it, that just exacerbates the family. Absolutely. Yeah. Just added, adds extra stress, doesn't it, to an already very inflamed situation. Yes. So having that financial transition plan in mind is sort of going, you know, maybe I might need to stay in this horrible environment just long enough to put these plans in place, to get a coach, to get that support in place, to set these plans up. And then, you know, we can take it step by step yes. to move out and manage those finances accordingly. Because what we also forget is the changes to our family and their needs in yes. this as well. And so it's just putting all of this together and just realizing, I think, you know, one of the key things I say to people time and time again is you can't do this on your own. Yes. Not even the Lone Ranger did it alone. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yes, you know, you need that, that support. And the last thing, and I know we sort of spoke about it um, a little bit as well, is um, having that roadmap to success. Mm. When, you know, when you've got that plan and you've thought about your stress relief, you've got your first aid self-care kit in place, you've got yes. your values and your realistic goals in plans, you know you're going to manage your finances, you've got to manage your family, um, because sometimes you do need to take that step down to take those next two steps. Yes. Up, you know, and yeah. it's about being realistic and managing that. And when you have that roadmap to success and you've got somebody on your side keeping you accountable to it, mm. that is the difference between flight <laughs> yes. or actually reasoned managing the process and getting to the outs you know to the outside of this problem in a healthy realistic way that is absolutely for everybody yeah and I feel as well that just having that plan in place that strategy will just help to keep your head above water so even if work is unbearable you because you know you've got those plans in place it really does help you just get that um that motivation and that forward thinking towards that compelling future to get you through through some really dark days. So I think just even having that in place and just hearing you speak about the steps, there's obviously a lot there. If you think about somebody who's already struggling emotionally with their mental health and, and emotional health and physical health and being bullied, it sounds like there's a lot. And I think this is why the coach is so crucial because they can outline this for you and handhold you through the process. So you haven't got a you know, investigate all these different steps, you know, and I think that's why, you know, this really is about asking for help. If there's ever a time to reach out and ask for help, this is exactly one of those times, isn't it? And it's not, like you said, it's not about being the Lone Ranger and doing it all on your own. Even the Lone Ranger has, had help. So it really is about reach out um, and ask for support and also look for support outside of your family group, just because it takes the pressure off your nearest and dearest. So that's a really beautiful summary that you've that you've talked through. Is there anything else before we wrap things up that you'd like to to share in terms of the the healthy transitions roadmap? 
I think that, you know, sort of having that vision to the end of that is kind of like, you know, when you get in your car, you put the end destination, the postcode in. That vision of your new job or your new business or whatever it is, is kind of like the destination. That's yes. where you're putting it in. And that roadmap to success says, this is the end. This is where you are now. And the plan and something your coach will work with you to is to tailor and make that plan individual to you and break down that huge leap between now and the future into manageable ways of doing yes. it that work for you and give you that sense of achievement and take away that sense of smallness that the bullying yes. picks up with. So I think, you know, definitely just thinking about it as a roadmap to success. Yeah. And, you know, maybe putting that on your wall somewhere, you know, this yeah. is how I'm going to get out of it. Have that visual representation. So when you're having a moment, because they will come yes. of, you know, this is a bit dark again here is something I can look at to so to show there's a way out of this. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, no, I wholeheartedly agree with you on that. And um, what I'll do as well, I'll put in the notes below uh, your details, because I know that you also um, coach people through their own personal business and developing businesses. And because you're, you know, your background is a HR expert, I know that you also are available to support people you know, creating a healthy transition plan out of bullying and into a new working environment. So I'll put your details below so people can get in touch with you on that. But thank you so much for coming back and uh, talking us through the healthy transition plan. I hope our listeners are going to find it really, really useful. I know I find it really useful and it mirrors a lot of what I had in, in my head. I didn't necessarily follow that myself, um, because I was doing a bit of a lone ranger, uh, but I, that's just part of who I am. And, and maybe I just needed to struggle a little bit more than I needed to, but I haven't experienced it looking back. That is definitely the right way to go. And that's what I, I recommend to everybody now that I speak to um, and support around uh, workplace bullying. So thank you so much for joining me again. It's been a pleasure speaking to you and um, thanks everyone for listening and we'll speak again soon. Take care. Mm-hmm.